We're glad to be here today. I want to tell you about our uh, sponsor, and I wish, I wish I could show you one that's not been eaten already. This is what I had for breakfast this morning, and it's 150 calories. It's a protein bar, and it's delicious. If this wasn't delicious, <laughs> it would still be in the wrapper. This audience they only sees. Like they, do they just ship you empty wrapper wrappers? You've never seen <laughs> yes, you actually have a bar. That's what they do. <laughs> no, I. You know, it's straight. When I'm in the house. Because I, I, I have them and I eat them. Uh, th- this is a client that I asked to actually be on. It's a protein bar. Uh, it is uh, 110 calories, 15 grams of po- protein, 6 grams of fiber, 4 grams of sugar, 4 grams of fat. Uh, my wife has been eating them forever, and I didn't because she said it's a protein bar, and that tastes like the doormat. Uh, this does not. It's like a candy bar. Uh, go right now to BuiltBar.com. If you order, use the promo code BECK, and you're going to save 10 bucks off your order. These are delicious. Delicious. Uh, check it out now. BuiltBar.com. Promo code BECK. America and welcome to the Glenn Beck program. It is Thursday. Schumer is now slamming Republicans for pushing a discredited conspiracy theory against Obama. No, it's not discredited uh, and it's not a theory. It's a conspiracy fact and Barack Obama was at the head of it. We now have the documents and the testimony from the Obama officials that were that had their sealed testimony well now it's starting to come out now we know what was said behind closed doors they had nothing at any time and obama was the chief directive behind it we'll give you that but we have bigger fish to fry uh when did we go from flattening the curve to we can't go outside until we have a cure that's insanity we begin there in one minute this is the Glenn Beck Program. I don't know about you, but uh, lately I've gotten very excited about any time we can save money. There's something uniquely satisfying about finding a bargain, especially right now. Let me introduce you to an app called Honey. Honey is a free app that you can download to your device, and it's the online shopping version of a coupon clipper. It's like having your grandmother. Remember, she used to clip all the coupons every Sunday, and she'd save them, and then she'd open up her purse at the supermarket. Wait a minute, I have some coupons. It's like having your grandma, or at least her purse, just sitting there on your, uh, your browser. You you go in, you do your shopping online. They're working in the background as you shop, finding all the best promo codes and discounts. <laughs> Wait, hey, hold on just a second. I've got to. And when you buy it, it applies those coupons. See, you save some money. Not getting honey is literally passing up free money because this is a free app. They don't track you. They don't monitor you. They don't sell your information or anything else. It's a free app to you. The the people that you're buying their stuff from, they're the ones that are paying Honey, and they that's how Honey makes their money. They're not making it off of you. You're making money 
off of them. Join Honey for free. Joinhoney.com slash Beck. That's joinhoney.com slash Beck. Do it now. Oh, yes. All right. Did I miss something here? I just want to give you a rundown of stories. By the way, uh, we have uh, we have Governor uh, Scott Walker, former Governor Scott Walker, on with us in about 30 minutes. And uh, there's some really interesting things happening <laughs> In Wisconsin, the Supreme Court just overturned their stay at home order, uh, saying that they don't have a right to do that. Uh, And the state's on fire now because strangely, what's weird is anybody notice this? Democrats are all for shutting things down for as long as possible. And Republicans are all for opening things up. When did this become? How did this become a partisan issue? Can we just engage our own brains? Is there really no one on either side that it wants to go the other direction? That's just bizarre to me. Let me take you first. Um, in our first stop goes to Michigan, to Owasso. Now, do you remember the barber that we had on, the 77-year-old guy? He was fantastic. His name is Carl Mankey. And he was like, I'm not trying to make a statement here. I couldn't get the unemployment. I couldn't get the PPP. I've had my barbershop forever. I I am keeping safe distancing, you know, six feet apart. I've taken a couple of the chairs out. So, you know, you can't be close to each other. I'm wearing a mask and gloves and blah, 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 blah. And he said, I, I sanit- you know, sanitize every chair after every haircut. Well, they were going to uh, throw the book at him and they threatened him with jail if he didn't stop then the state police said we're not we're not going to arrest him you tell us to arrest him we're not going to arrest him well now the governor governor whitmer and the attorney general uh have had the uh, michigan i don't know barbershop quartet cancel his license they've suspended his license so he can't operate his business they took his his livelihood away from him. Then they said, if he does cut hair, it'll be a thousand dollar fine every single day. And he, he is uh, subject to court proceedings that could put him into jail for a year. This is insane. When did we decide this? Who are these people? That we said we were going to flatten the curve. The idea was to make sure that our hospitals and our doctors and our nurses weren't overwhelmed. It was not to make sure no one got sick. I don't know if you know this, but there is no natural right not to get sick. Animals get sick and die. Humans get sick and die. It's not a pleasant thing. It makes me cry every time, you know, uh, a, a Disney animal dies in a movie. It makes me cry. But it's natural. We don't have a natural right not to get sick. We have a responsibility to do everything we can to not spread a, a disease, but we don't have a cure for cancer. We don't have a cure for the common cold. We don't have a cure for the flu. We don't have a cure for AIDS. What do you mean? Now we have to wait until we have a cure or a vaccine? That's insane. It's a virus. Now, in Pennsylvania... 
flag makers are not allowed to ship U.S. flags for Memorial Day. Everybody puts flags on veterans' uh, graves on Memorial Day. They're not allowed, this, this company in Pennsylvania, not allowed to ship them. The Boy Scouts now also, they put American flags on the graves for Memorial Day. They've now been told, according to the Department of Veterans Affairs, that all public events and military ceremonies uh, are canceled and the Boy Scouts can't put flags on the grave. When did this become so dangerous that none of us could be outside? Los Angeles. Los Angeles has now said that they are going to have the stay-at-home orders continuing until August. Until August. And as if that's not enough, the mayor of Los Angeles said the city... Uh, has never been fully closed, but will never be completely opened until there is a cure for COVID-19. Ja wohl mein Führer. You know, what kills me is they they let um, uh, Elon Musk uh, open up his factory. Of course they did. You think county officials are going to arrest the guy that uh, is employing all of those workers. See, America, this is what you forget. You have the ultimate power. You didn't elect these offices to be able to make laws. These are not laws. Laws have to be passed. And they have to be passed with the people's consent. These are not laws. We're not moving beyond COVID-19. We're learning to live with it, said the mayor of Los Angeles. It's important not to overreact. Really? You don't think closing Los Angeles until August is that you don't think that's overreacting? You don't think saying we'll never be completely open until there's a cure for COVID-19 is not overreacting? Are you kidding me? By the way... So, you know, a WHO official. So now if I said this, which I did in January, now I guess I won't be banned by Facebook for saying it because the WHO official has finally come out and said it. This virus may never go away. Well, no crap, Sherlock. You think? All that takes is just a couple of brain cells knocking around. I mean, how many brain cells do I have left? I got like four, and they're like, I don't know, I'm bumping into you. You know what? I bet this virus will be with us forever, like the flu. We get a strain of the 1918 Spanish flu every single year. I told you back in January, this virus isn't going to go away. This is going to be added on top of the deaths of the flu. You're going to get this. Everyone eventually is going to get this. Good God, you'd think that this was Ebola. I would understand this kind of a crackdown if it was Ebola. This is not Ebola. Meanwhile, California State University system has already decided that they're not going to have in-person classes in the fall. Based on what? Based on what science? 
cops in Brooklyn have now arrested a rabbi for letting his kids ages 8, 11, and 2 walk to the store. So wait, wait, hold it just a second. They arrested the rabbi for allowing his 11-year-old and his 8-year-old to take care of their little brother or sister who is 2 and walk to the store. I know I did that when I was a kid. Oh, but it wasn't as dangerous. Yes, it was. You're more safe today than when I was a kid. What the hell are you talking about? Oh, that's too dangerous. An 11-year-old? Oh, my gosh. Do you know that uh, George Washington went out at 13 without a gun into the wilderness to be able to survey land? He went without a gun. There were bears. There were mean deer because they knew what Disney was going to do to Bambi's mom. He was 13 and he was surveying on his own. Good God, you can't have your 11-year-old walk to the store. No, they're little babies. No, they're not. Stop treating our kids like they're babies. And stop treating our kids like they are the ones that are targeted by COVID-19. That number is almost zero. Why are we keeping them home from school? Meanwhile, in Seattle, a poor policeman has now been threatened with termination for asking whether law enforcement around the country is doing the right thing enforcing non-constitutional government. Now, what what is happening is this guy asked for permission, he posted something and everybody was fine with it until it went viral and then the higher-ups were like, "Oh, I don't know, this is making us look bad." He wasn't saying anything about any specific police department or the Seattle Police Department. He said, "I was seeing reports from all over the country of police departments making decisions to arrest people for haircuts. I, that's not constitutional, and we have a responsibility. Well, he's being terminated. He's also going to be on the program today. Meanwhile, the left, they're closing us down, but boy, they're making sure that we have a new normal when we come back. De Blasio now has announced 12 more miles of New York street closures. They're closing the streets in Manhattan. You don't care about this because you don't live in Manhattan. I don't care about this, but I used to live in Manhattan, and it is a draconian state when it wants to be. Bloomberg was doing this. He wanted to close down a couple of the streets. There are only like seven streets in New York and Manhattan. You can't close them, okay? People need to get around. It's a grid. It's an island. You start closing things down, and everything bogs down. So he's Bloomberg wanted to do this. The people voted against it. Bloomberg did it anyway. Now de Blasio at this time of crisis never let a crisis go to waste. Now when everybody goes back there'll be 12 more miles of streets that have been closed so everybody could ride their bike. Isn't that great? Uh, by the way, everybody should work from home. You, you know, in fact, what we should do is we should, in New York City, we should keep this going as long as we can. And people should really consider working at home. Hey, Bloomberg, I mean, uh, 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 de Blasio, where are you going to get your tax money? Because here's the problem. Manhattan is going to be facing a massive overstock of office space. Because as people are staying home and, and people are saying, you know what, just work from home from here on out. 
What happens to all those big empty office buildings, de Blasio? And where do you get your tax dollars, you dope? Meanwhile, Facebook is now deleting Michigan anti-quarantine group. That's what they're now called, the anti-quarantine uh, well, they they are their name, Michigan, uh, Michigan, Michigan Enders, Michigan and Michigan from Michigan, Michigan Anders, Michigan. Is that what it is? To Michigan Anders. Mm-hmm. That's a dumb. That's, <laughs> that's stupid. You're a person from Michigan. Anyway, Michiganders against excessive quarantine. Now, they had three hundred and eighty thousand members since the outbreak. Facebook has decided. Nah. We're going to ban them. We're going to ban them. There's, there's, what, what's your reason? What's your reason? Uh, the governor was asked, do you have any evidence that this is doing any harm to people? Well, they're not wearing masks. Again, do you have any evidence? It's just, just like Wisconsin. You know, they're freaking out because people want to go to work and the, and the Supreme Court just said, no, you, you can't make those laws. You can't enforce it. And uh, and now the state is freaking out. Everybody's going to get sick. Weren't you the state that at the height of the covid virus, you scare you had elections and we now know nothing happened. There was no spike because of it. What's going on? And Facebook, I'd like to know if I tweeted the things that the WHO and other experts told us two or three months ago. Would I now be removed from Facebook and banned? Would you delete my tweet? Because I've been saying things that the WHO is now starting to say. And you said that that was a dangerous thing to say. But now that they're saying it, if I decided just for craps and giggles to go back and tweet the things that they were saying... Would I be banned again? This is insane. And America, you need to understand. If you watched the show last night, you know the Republic is in danger from what the media is doing. We are in grave, grave danger. We'll have more on that in a second. But you have to understand one thing. The Bill of Rights is no good. It's worthless if you can't use them. And if you don't have a government that protects them. Back in a minute. All right, look, stop doing business with people that you that are working against you. This is really, truly, we are we are a nation so damn close to war with itself. Uh, you know, there's it's just split down party party lines, and I don't know what to do about it. But you got to stop giving money to organizations and companies that are working against the values that you hold. And if you are with one of the major character uh, carriers for your cell phone service, most likely you are giving money to Planned Parenthood, anti First Amendment, anti Second Amendment groups because they take their profits and they split. And that's their deal. They can do it. But I have a choice. It's called Patriot Mobile. They're on our side. You get the same great service. The, the prices uh, start at about 25 bucks a month. 
You can join the family of freedom-loving Americans at Patriot Mobile. They'll waive your activation fee, plus send you a free gift when you use the offer code BECK. 972-PATRIOT, 972-PATRIOT, or visit patriotmobile.com slash BECK. Get your customized family plan starting at just 25 bucks. Great cell service, everything you need. You're just not helping the other the other side. 972 Patriot, 972 Patriot or PatriotMobile.com slash Beck. Ten seconds, station ID. Man alive. All right, so now you look at uh, the Wisconsin Supreme Court. They just struck down the stay-at-home order. And you have uh, you have some of these these clowns uh, that uh, are running the state coming out and saying uh, we have no plan. We have no protection for the people of Wisconsin. Uh, You're going to be able to spread the virus now. And uh, thanks. I'm quoting thanks to the Republican legislators who have convinced four Supreme Court justices to not look at the law, but look at their political careers. I guess it's a bad day for Washington, uh, for Wisconsin. It's the Wild West. People need to stay home. Really? Do they? You know, Stu did a great show last night on Stu Does. What was the name of it last night, Stu? Uh, well, it's technically called Stu Does Elon Musk, uh, because we also okay. talked about Elon <laughs> Musk uh, during this uh, okay. section. But you did, uh, you did stats on uh, the, the states, and people are, were staying home, and they got the message long before any of these states said, we got to have a stay-at-home order. They were already doing it. By the time the states put their stay-at-home order in, that's when people were like, okay, well, and it went on for a few days and a couple of weeks, but then it started to creep back up, and they're going back to work anyway. You're not doing anything except violating rights and making average citizens criminals. In other words, people stayed home, and then the government told them to stay home. That's right. how it went in all right. in every single state that had a stay-at-home order. In all cases, 100% of the cases, that's what happened. I'm, I'm telling you, some of these people, and it's mainly Democrats, they think that, what, what are we, monkeys? We're not monkeys. We're not sheep. This is our country. You represent us. You don't tell us what to do. You represent us. There is a day of reckoning on Election Day that I think is coming. This is the Glenn Beck Program. American Financing, NMLS, 182334, www.nmlsconsumeraccess.org. Scott Walker, uh, former governor of Wisconsin, is joining us next. Uh, American financing can save you a lot of money, uh, and all of us need to do this. I don't think that people really understand what this has done to the economy. Uh, And when people do understand it, I think there's going to be hell to be paid for everybody who's like, we got to stay home. We got to stay home until we find a cure. You've got to save your money. If you are paying over 4% interest on your mortgage, please call AmericanFinancing.net at 1-800-906-2440. If you have high interest credit card debt, you got to get out from underneath that. You can save hundreds, if not over $1,000 every month 
just by going to AmericanFinancing.net. Call 800-906-2440. That's 800-906-2440. Be the fiscally responsible individual that I know you are. Go to AmericanFinancing.net now. Go to blazetv.com slash Glenn. Use the promo code Glenn. 30 bucks off. You only got two more days. It expires tomorrow, so do it now. Oh, welcome to the Glenn Beck program. Uh, I want to start with... um, a piece of audio from a uh, state Supreme Court justice. This was from Esquire magazine. In discussing the governor's order to stay at home, the assistant attorney general, Colin Roth, appeared to be rethinking his career choice. Bradley, the Supreme Court justice, went full on Glenn Beck. Never go full on Glenn Beck. This is what the press called full on Glenn Beck. Listen to this judge. My question for you is, where in the Constitution did the people of Wisconsin confer authority on a single unelected cabinet secretary to compel almost six million people to stay at home and close their businesses and face imprisonment if they don't comply with no input from the legislature without the consent of the people? Isn't it the very definition of tyranny for one person to order people to be imprisoned for going to work among other ordinarily lawful activities. Where does the constitution say that's permissible counsel? One of the bravest guys and the guy who appointed her to the Supreme court, uh, successful governor, economic education, healthcare reformer, Scott Walker joins us now. Governor, how are you, sir? Hey Glenn, even better today because of the Supreme court yesterday, for sure. Okay, so the Supreme Court yesterday in Wisconsin struck down the stay-at-home order. What does that mean? Well, there was no stay, so it means technically uh, anyone anywhere in the state of Wisconsin um, could be open. The one caveat to that is uh, Wisconsin's a home rule state, so there are still the ability of local jurisdictions. So a handful of communities, city of Milwaukee, city of uh, Racine, uh, Dane County, where our state capital is at, all very liberal Democrat areas, uh, their governor, or excuse me, their mayors and or county executives uh, issued similar orders to what the governor's administration had done. But for everybody else, it means technically uh, any retail establishment, there were taverns open last night around the state, there were other places out there. Although, and I heard the tail end of your, your last segment, in the end, the gov- I've said for weeks, the government can get out of the way, but ultimately the market will determine when businesses reopen, when employees feel safe to come back, and when uh, when customers ultimately come back as well. But it, the first step is getting the government out of the way. So the 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 new governor, the guy who I think replaced you, uh, right. had issued the stay-at-home order. He said yesterday, last night on CNN, this puts our state into chaos. Now we have no plan, no protections for the people. Uh, when you have more people in a small space, I don't care if it's bars, restaurants, or the home, you're going to be able to spread the virus. Today, thanks to the Republican legislators, convinced four Supreme Court justices not to look at the law, but look at their political careers, I guess. It's a bad day for Wisconsin because now it's the Wild West. 
Well, it's, Comment? You know, Glenn, it's, it's, like, it's like they've suspended common sense, not only in his statement, but in others across the country. Uh, we see this over and over again. We have been operating for nearly two months now uh, with the threat of this coronavirus. And every time anyone goes into a grocery store, every time someone goes into a pharmacy, every time someone goes into a hardware store, every time someone shows up at a, at a manufacturing plant that is deemed essential by the government, They've been able to do that overwhelmingly across the country safely. So to me, it just defies common sense that now suddenly the, guys, the so-called non-essential businesses can open finally because those justices actually upheld the law. They did exactly the opposite of what he said. They actually upheld the law. Now, does that mean that people who've been operating safely are suddenly going to go crazy and, and not use the same uh, safety no. precautions they've done before? Of course not. You know, here, here's the here's the thing. First of all, I think you guys had the election when everybody when nobody knew what was going to happen. And it shows that no, there was no spread from you guys holding uh, holding the election, which, quite honestly, at the time, I would have found surprising. But there was no problem from holding the election. Yeah, I guess uh, the governor didn't learn his lesson from that one. And when did we go from a let's not overwhelm the system? Let's not overwhelm the hospitals and the doctors and the nurses. Let's flatten the curve to nobody's going out until everybody is safe. Yeah, it, it's, it's the flatten the curve versus now we have to find a cure before anyone can set foot out there. Um, the logic, I went back and looked two months ago yesterday. I wrote a piece on Facebook about how we need to be rational. We needed to follow the guidelines. We probably shouldn't have big sporting events or concerts for a while until we could figure this out, but that we could do these things without shutting down the economy. We just had to use our common sense. We had to be purposeful in our actions to make sure we were safe. The same is true today. Uh, over two months, we flattened the curve, but, but you still have government officials who, to me at least, seem like they're hiding under their bed, hoping to God somehow this will just go away. It's not going away. It's not going to change anytime soon. And if we don't want to see our, not just our economy devastated, but think of all the people across America who missed out on doctor's visits and clinics and other checkups who missed out on early detection. For, I mean, this is literally a life-threatening issue even when it comes to reopening the economy. So, uh, Governor, do you really believe that these people are hiding under their beds or is there something else involved? I mean, there is we have to balance things. And that is what a leader does. He gets advice from the Fauci's and they say, Fauci, just tell me about the health effects. And then somebody else has to advise to tell me just about the economic effects. And then I have to make choices as a leader on what we do. We are now looking at a group of people in Washington, and it seems to be falling on party lines that they, for some reason, just don't want to open the economy. And no one is talking about the deadly effects of America going down the drain or going into a deep depression. Not only the uh, effects financially, but the effects of health and welfare all over the globe. Millions could die because we go down. Yeah, even amazingly, a group that I'm not aligned with it don't normally reference, but even a United Nations report recently just this week showed that uh, grave concern about massive, I mean, we're talking crippling poverty around the world because of the economic effects here 
And the, their point was that this will actually have a much larger devastating impact on, on fatalities, on casualties, uh, because of malnutrition, so, because of, of depression, because of suicide, because of all sorts of issues. I think it's a combination of some are afraid and some have an agenda. When I look at Nancy Pelosi's, and we could talk all day about her ridiculous $3 trillion bill that's out there, but one of the things I think has been ignored about what she just put out this week is They've got a provision that would extend the federal unemployment enhanced benefit till January 1. That tells me Democrats believe or hope somehow have an agenda that they want the economy not to open until after the start of the year, which conveniently happens to be after the presidential election. I, I, I got to say, if you're an American, not a Republican, not a Democrat, not a conservative, not a liberal, but an American, that should scare the crap out of you. and We should be doing something about it. So. Do you think that the American people are, I mean, I think that my father used to say there is no such thing as bad. It doesn't, nothing is bad. It depends on how you react to it that will make it a bad thing in your life or a good thing. You can go to prison for robbing a bank. That's not bad. That is something that you could use now to reforge yourself and, and become better. The coronavirus, I think, has helped a lot of people get perspective on their life. Uh, it has uh, shown us that we need family. It shows us that, you know, this arguing back and forth with the politics is really Washington doesn't have the power. We have the power. Um, we could use this to wake up on the Bill of Rights, et cetera, et cetera. Um, or we will allow it to destroy us. Do, do you think the American people are waking up on both sides of the aisle? Uh, and saying, wait a minute, wait a minute, these essential Bill of Rights liberties are really important. I, I do, uh, some more slowly than others, but but I do think they're waking up. Yesterday's ruling in the Wisconsin Supreme Court was a good step in the right direction because, as I said, after the ruling came out, you know, the, upholding the rule of law is important. Uh, even in an emergency, it's an important. Uh, and, and I'm optimistic as Frustrated as I am, as, as challenging as times are, I think about America in particular, a country that started out you know, defeating the greatest military power at the time, who overcame a civil war that would have torn apart just any other country in the world. We overcame <clears throat> excuse me, two world wars, took on 9-11. We're Americans, and we're a country based on freedom. And as long as we cherish those freedoms and liberties, even in times like this, I have no doubt we can overcome anything. But part of that means... Uh, free will and the ability uh, to engage in free enterprise. That's something that I think is fundamentally you know, a part of who we are. It's why King Solomon talked about finding joy in your labor. I often say nobody signed my, my high school yearbook saying, good luck becoming dependent on the government. We all, no matter who we, where we come from, what we look like, we all in our hearts want to work. We want to find joy in our labor. We need to get the government to unleash that and get it out of the way so that we can go back to work. And, and restore America again. Do you think there's anything to be said for um, having Trump declare America an economic empowerment zone uh, and help these small businesses and everybody else get back on their feet by loosening some of these restrictions for a period of time? Oh, absolutely. I think that's one of the great things, even some of the temporary things that now the president, but even some state and local officials have done, it should draw attention to the question of why did we have these things in the first place? If we could operate yes. under these circumstances without those onerous restrictions from the federal, state, and local governments, 
we shouldn't have them in the first place. And that will unleash unlimited prosperity going forward. One last question. I'm going to go back to the local uh, lawmakers or the local administrators. Um, you said that some local counties and, and cities can, you know, still say you're not opening up in Wisconsin. But didn't the Supreme Court yesterday say that uh, these are not enforceable? Well, and that's part that's going to be a, probably another legal challenge, although by the time it makes its way through the courts, we'll probably be past that date. But it is the sort of thing that I think will have a lasting impact on where entrepreneurs decide to uh, place uh, their businesses at that uh, we just saw it recently with Tesla uh, making the threat that they were going to go somewhere else if California and that local county uh, that was trying to restrict them didn't back away. They backed away. But that means we need to be vigilant everywhere and every place at every moment because the government's there to serve the people and not the other way around. And sadly, we've seen too many examples of, of, uh, of at all levels of government, of people trying to get the people to serve the government. We should never be for that. that. That's not how our country is founded. And it certainly shouldn't be the case. We're tested the most when we face times of emergency and challenge. This is one of those moments we need to stand up. Well, we miss your leadership as a governor and uh, and uh, and miss all the fodder that <laughs> we were able to talk about because you were just pissing everybody off. We loved it and we miss you. Thank well, you so much, Scott. Well, Glenn, one last quick comment shows the importance, particularly yeah. in this presidential, but other elections, judicial appointments. Two of the four on that four person majority were people I appointed. The other two I endorsed before I was governor. That's the lasting impact is putting people uphold the law on the bench at all levels. Yes. Thank you very much, Scott Walker. You can follow him at scottwalker.com. Find out what he's been up to lately. All right, let me tell you about Relief Factor. If you are in pain, constant pain, nagging pain, don't give up. Don't give up. I had almost given up. And, you know, because I had gone to the doctor and, you know, I listen to all these guys and they have white coats. And so they know. Look at all the things they have hanging on the wall. Can't read any of them, but it must be important. They've got lots of them there. When they couldn't help me with my pain, I just thought, you know, anything else, especially any natural stuff, this is not that's not going to that's not going to work. It's not going to work. Well, uh, surprise, surprise. Uh, my wife basically said i'm not going to listen to you anymore unless you try everything and i did i tried relief factor and after taking it for about three weeks four weeks i noticed an amazing change in my body um and relief factor i take still two years later three times a day because it works please get out of pain Please just give this a try. 800-583-84. 800-583-84. It's relieffactor.com. Try their three-week quick start to see if it will relieve your pain as it does. 70% of the people who try it go on to order more month after month. Relieffactor.com. 800-583-84. Relieffactor.com. You're listening to Glenn Beck. You know, one of the things that nobody is taking into account, and I think about this all the time, the number of people that are living and trapped with abusers, the number of kids that are failing school, about to fail school, that they don't, they're not really getting the lesson, um, uh, they're, 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 
their future is being stolen from them by staying in and not having school, especially if we're talking about next year. We can all recover from three months of school. Not easily, but we can all recover from that. Um, but not, not as this stuff continues. And how many of those kids are in trouble right now? And there's no way to know about it. Dallas police just arrested two people after discovering a six-year-old boy that was tied up in the shed. He apparently um, was tied up by his grandmother and her boyfriend. She's 53. He's 66. Um, he had been confined in the shed, according to the kid, since I got out of school for this corona thing. Six years old. They tied him up, locked him in the shed, told him that he was bad anytime he had to leave, uh, that she had to leave the house. She would, the grandma would wash the child outside of the property by spraying him with water from a hose. He was only given a plastic bag if he had to go to the bathroom uh, and forced to sleep in the shed. That's on top of the physical abuse. That kid was going to school every day. He's been locked in a shed for two months because nobody's checking. Nobody, he's got no escape. Can anyone, could anyone please take into consideration the physical and mental abuse that has got to be off the charts all around the world because of this? This is the Glenn Beck Program. You've heard me talk about my Tacova's boots and how much I love them and what a great company they come from. It's a small business that's doing things the right way down here in Texas. Well, given the challenges that we're going through as a country, Tacova's has asked me to speak about something else that comes to mind every time I put on my Tacova's boots, the cowboy. Now, you know, I'm not a working cowboy, but I know some of those guys and not being one of them, I wouldn't pretend to be. But what I see in them, I see in other people, too, because in many ways, Cowboy is just a mindset, an uncompromising can-do attitude, a willingness to help even when it's really hard. And most of all, the cowboy knows that the good guys always win in the end. So as you begin the hard work of bootstrapping this country and economy back into shape, Tecovis has the boots you need. Find your pair at tecovis.com, T-E-C-O-V-A-S dot com slash Beck, tecovis.com slash Beck. And what do you say? Let's all be cowboys. Well, the media is in an absolute tailspin. I, I really don't understand uh, what's going on unless it's all political. Uh, you know, if you think that we should open up the economy, you just want everybody to die. They're now talking about keeping everything closed until we have a cure. We don't have a cure for cancer. We don't have a cure for the common cold. We don't have a cure for the flu. Wait, what happened to uh, lower the curve? Flatten the curve. What happened to that one? What's happening in our nation? What's happening to our rights? What's happening to our right to speak out? What's happening to our right to pursue our happiness? Journalist Tim Poole. Really, really respect this man for what he has done in the past and his his willingness just to say, I don't care what everybody else thinks. I'm following the truth. Tim Poole joins us in 60 seconds. This is the Glenn Beck Program. 
All right. Right now, we we really need to understand what's happening uh, with cybercrime. Uh, cybercrime is going up. There's what was it, Stu? Twenty five hundred cybercrimes uh, that I think we catch a day uh, just based on the coronavirus. And that's just people reaching out and, you know, trying to say, hey, I've got this cure and and uh, you can do it. Also, people that are trying to steal your money, et cetera, et cetera. Cybercrime is on the rise, of course, and it used to be that, uh, you know, you'd have a, a virus. Now it is not a, a virus. Uh, Norton has always been there with the antivirus stuff. It's a name we've grown to trust. But now they can also help you maintain your privacy uh, with Norton 360. Now, Norton 360 is uh, I look at it as a toolbox because you need all kinds of different tools and they'll just keep adding just different tools to the box and you can decide what tools go into the box that you want. But they have a password manager, a powerful VPN with bank grade encryption so you can keep your logins and passwords more secure and private when you're on a Wi-Fi. But also this stops people like Google and Facebook from tracking you. Uh, because they think you're somebody in England, and I love that idea. Nobody can prevent all cr- cybercrime, but Norton 360 is a powerful ally for your cyber safety. Get up to 50% off your first year with an annual subscription at norton.com slash Beck. That's norton.com slash Beck for up to 50% off. Terms do apply. Tim Pool is a... Uh a journalist, award-winning American journalist, political commentator, founding member of Vice News. He is uh, he has written uh, and been featured by international media outlets, The Guardian, Reuters, New York Times, NBC, Fast Company, everybody. Uh, he's a truth teller, and he's a guy that you may have seen uh, before. If you don't know who he is, if you just think of him in the uh, in the stocking hat, um, he he wears this like it's like. Like he's in my studio all the time, uh, and you—at you, least I am—fascinated by what he brings to the table uh, because he—I can't pin him down on what he, you know, how he would vote, and I don't really care how he would vote. Um, he just seems to follow the truth, and that is rare these days. Now has his um, uh, Tim Cast at TimCast.com and YouTube.com/slash TimCast. Welcome to the program, Tim Pool. Thanks for having me. You bet. So I wanted to talk to you uh, um, about a couple of things. I don't understand what's happening with the media right now, especially when the documentation is coming out that shows that they, they never had any uh, evidence on uh, Russia. None. None of them did. While they were on television, all of the reporters and the journalists that had their inside sources that said this is what they have. We now know they never had it. And those journalists were burned or were they in bed with this narrative and they didn't care what the truth was? I think they're in, in bed is, is tough, but I think they don't care. I think it's a confirmation bias. I also think it's it's economically driven. These are news companies that are thinking, what's the fastest way to catch a quick buck? And one of the scariest things about how the media operates is that if I publish a fake story and it goes viral, I'm going to sell the ads on that story. I can then retract it later. I keep all that money. So, of course, these networks are going to keep inviting, inviting back the same people, and they'll just default to, oh, but that was just the, the opinion of an official we had. We were just doing an interview. It's not our fault. 
But yes, as it turns out, these documents get released. These people are going on CNN, MSNBC for years. Under oath, they're admitting they know nothing. Nothing's really happening. And now the, scan- the crazy thing about uh, the Obamagate scandal and, and where it's sort of leading us is that, well, it may not, you know, you know, Trump is saying it's worse than Watergate. We'll see if the evidence comes out. But the desperate mm. attempt of many of these partisan media people to act like there's nothing here. You know, they're desperately trying to move the goalposts now because it really does look like the Obama administration was at the very least acting inappropriately and potentially digging up dirt on a political opponent. Now the media is all of a sudden we don't care about this, but they went nuts on it when yeah. it was Trump being accused. Okay, so let me just give you this. Um, this is from Secretary Rice. Remember, she she wrote that memo as she was leaving the Oval, you know, on Inauguration Day. Uh, and in that, she said, President Obama began the conversation by stressing his continued, uh, continued commitment to ensuring that every aspect of this issue is handled uh, by the intelligence and law enforcement community by the book. The president stressed he was not asking about initiating or instructing anything from a law enforcement perspective. He reiterated that our law enforcement team needs to proceed as it normally would by the book. The problem is is that the evidence now shows that he had a meeting on January 5th, the day after the FBI said there is nothing on General Flynn. We're closing the case. He called uh, the law enforcement agencies and Brennan and everybody else called them into the office. And that's where they said, let's get him on the Logan Act. So everything that Susan Rice wrote is wrong. She said that he said, I'm not going to involve myself in this. If Donald Trump would have said, I don't care what the FBI says, go get Schiff. It would be bigger than Watergate. This is bigger than Watergate. Right. Absolutely. Absolutely. Well, I think now that we've seen the the, uh, the unmasking unmasking documents come out, it's particularly fascinating to see members of the media now all of a sudden tweet, you know, post their, their Twitter post, and their Facebook post or whatever saying, oh, but why does it matter that the Obama administration was seeking to unmask, you know, private U.S. citizens conversations, which is which is improper Jeez. at the very least. But then so I, I need to go through this. Data. I want to make sure I'm not getting it wrong. But uh, my, my cursory understanding is that it was the day of or the day before that Obama's chief of staff sought to unmask Flynn. Then Obama has this meeting. Then Sally Yates is shocked to find out she doesn't even understand how Obama knows about this. So mm-hmm. there's so much there's so much more evidence here that at the very least, Obama is trying to dig up dirt on political opponents. I know some people have said sabotage the Trump administration, but just trying to approach this very, very lightly. What, what they accused uh, Trump of doing with Biden and Ukraine is, is nothing compared to what we have now as more and more evidence comes out, especially when you see those FBI notes. Why did they want to get Michael Flynn fired? What does that have to do with anything from a law enforcement perspective? Correct. That right there, you combine all these things, and it really does look like it was an effort to just jam up Donald Trump's administration, maybe set some fires, cause some damage. It's substantially worse than Donald Trump on a phone call saying, hey, this Biden thing sounds weird. Huh? How about that? But where, where, well, where are these media personalities? They're, they're, they're in, you know, it's hard to say in bed with, but they really are rooting for Democrats and, and acting as their defense. I think it's I, I think when you look at the reason for doing it, I think it's worse than this. Uh, Stephen, do we happen to have the uh, video of uh, Senator Church from 1975? Let's see if we pull this out of our wow. box. Um, do we have that? OK, so, uh, let me know if you if you can pull it real quick. 
Um, Senator Church, you know what the church committee was. Uh, it was in the 1970s, and uh, it was looking into what the intelligence department was doing because of uh, Hoover and his Hoover files where he was blackmailing people, et cetera, et cetera. And they were concerned that the FBI, the intelligence they were getting technology. This is 1975. They were gaining technology that would be able to survey or surveil anyone and they could use it to smear people. Listen, listen to the warning of Senator Church in 1975. There would be no place to hide if this government ever became a tyranny, if a dictator ever took charge in this country. The technological capacity that the intelligence community has given the government could enable it to impose total tyranny. And there would be no way to fight back because the most careful effort to combine together in resistance to the government, no matter how privately it was done, is within the reach of the government to know. Such is the capability of this technology. Now, why is this investigation important? I'll tell you why. Because I don't want to see this country ever go across the bridge. I know the capacity that is there to make tyranny total in America. And we must see to it that this agency and all agencies that possess this technology operate within the law and under proper supervision so that we never cross over that abyss. There, that's the abyss from which there is no return. So this is 1975. This is why these unmasking laws and everything else were put in to make sure that never happened. Tim, I think we've crossed that bridge. People don't understand that this isn't about politics. This isn't about Flynn. This is about you. That law of unmasking is put in there because if the government ever happens to collect information on you and there's not an investigation on you, it cannot ever be released because it will smear you and the government can shape the entire community by just smearing the right people and making it appear as though that there is something wrong. This is what he was talking yeah. about in 75. It's here. And, and the, now the question is, who, who leaked Michael Flynn's name to the press? Who within the administration was getting, was getting this information, used that to damage the credibility, create public opinion? That's exactly why you're right, what, what you're saying. Last night we did a special and uh, there's some real uh, questions that need to be answered. Uh, I had Lara Logan on uh, with us as this was released, the list of all the people that had an unmasking. Uh, Samantha Power testified she never asked for Michael Flynn's name to be unmasked. Uh, although the the records that were released by the DNI yesterday show that she asked seven different days uh, for an unmasking on on Flynn, so she, well, she, she either she, go ahead. Did she say she 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 didn't ask, or she said she didn't? She has no recollection of that. She may have said. Uh, I'm not sure. Hang on, let me get it exactly. Uh, hang on here. Hang on. Hang on. Shoot, where is it? Uh, right here, uh, Samantha. Uh, 
crap. I'm going to have to look for it in a, in a break. I'll, I'll come back to that. But I, she, she said she had no recollection of doing it. I know she said that, but I think she's also said, I didn't do it. It might have been someone else, which is against the law. Right. Unmasking has to happen by you. And if you have no recollection of seven times asking for it to be unmasked, seven times? Yeah, I don't buy it at all. So, so, so here's what, uh, here's what I'm thinking. On the day the Washington Post published the story about Michael Flynn, Joe Biden had made a request, according to these documents as well. I'm wondering if someone in the Obama administration had done this, and then Joe Biden, upon seeing news or stories, sought to figure, like, to confirm it on his end. Because I, I know a lot of people, you know, there, there is people, there are people trying to paint a picture that Biden made this request the same day. So they're assuming that Biden then got the name and then sent it to the press. Possible, possible. I don't but think it could so. also be. Yeah, it's possible. Right, it's, it's, it's possible. But I think, you know, the Washington Post probably had to go through jumps through some legal hoops for a few days before they were able to, you know. So I don't think it was Biden who made the leak. But nonetheless, someone mm-hmm. in administration leaked Flynn's name, which is a serious violation of, of, of our privacy rights. And we've, we've had problems with the FISA courts going back for, well, I mean, for a really long time. I'm only 34. So I remember back during the Occupy you know, era, back 2010, 2011, you had all of these left-wing activists dragging the intelligence agencies for the, the non-adversarial FISA courts, how there was spying going on. The Obama administration had been spying like crazy, spying on foreign countries, spying on private citizens. And today something strange happens. Now you have many of these same people who, who once used to complain about it in media justifying it. No, no, no. This is, this is routine intelligence work. This is how the FBI operates. It's totally okay. Right. You know, of course, there, right. are many, there's, there are a lot of progressives and, and journalists, people like Glenn Greenwald, who have never stopped ragging on this, these abuses. And he's a very relatively progressive guy. But you can really see the, 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 the deception the people with no principles who just want power, who will complain about it when they're not in power. And then as, you know, as soon as it, it becomes a, a, a weapon for them, something they can use, now it's just routine. It's all fine. It's all okay. All right. Back with Tim Pool in just a minute. Stand by. First, let me tell you about my pillow. Uh, my pillow, there's a thing about trust has to be earned. Uh, uh, and Mike Lindell's my pillow is earned by trust. I, I got it, actually, and I hated it. And Mike came into my office, and he's, he's like, how's the pillow? And I said, well, uh, you know, I think. And he said, you hate it. And I said, yeah, actually, to be honest with you, I do. And he said, which one did you get? And I said, I don't know, the white one. I don't and he said, no, 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 there's, there's two different kinds of pillows. One, in case your head is, needs to be really flat, uh, or one that where it needs to be propped up a little bit. He said, I think you have the flat one. And I said, I don't know. He said, let me send you the other one. I had it. I sleep with it every night. Uh, it is really, really great. His, his company also makes sheets. The, the Giza Dream sheets are so soft. They're made from Giza cotton, which is the softest cotton. It gets uh, softer every time you use it, every time you wash it. Uh, it's really, really durable. And right now they have uh, discounts on everything. They have a buy one, get one free on the offer of the duvet covers, the bolster pillow, the neck, the Giza elegance pillows, all of it. Just check it out. Go to MyPillow.com. Click on the radio listener specials. Check out uh, one of the buy one, get one free deals. Just enter the promo code Beck at MyPillow.com or call 800-966-3117. 800-966-3117. Promo code Beck, MyPillow.com. We break for 10 seconds.
so tim you were there at the occupy wall street uh uh i don't know what whatever you call them rallies or whatever they were um protests and um if if facebook or twitter would have banned them what do you think people would have said it would have been uh it would, been all, it would be all over the press it would be a major scandal, censorship. Oh, how could this be happening? This was, this was back in a time when Twitter said they were the free speech wing of the free speech party. But, but you know what? The people down on the ground during Occupy were very lefty. And people in media were, well, oh, we got to defend the rights of these protesters, these honorable you know, protesters fighting for the, the civil rights of individuals. Now that it's inverting and you have conservatives going out in protests, well, now Facebook is banning their groups and the media is saying, good, these people are dangerous. So you, you can really see how things flow in one direction when it comes to the media, censorship, and even, you know, politics. So what is the danger here and what is the solution? Because the Bill of Rights is only good if you're enforcing them. Uh, but yep. nobody seems to care about really even the Declaration of Independence of our pursuit of happiness. Uh, and the government was instituted among men to protect those rights. They're 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 yeah. violating those rights. Right right now, there's this there's a viral video called Plandemic that's going around on YouTube and a bunch of other platforms. Yep. And uh, I'm not gonna I don't I don't, don't want to talk specific about the claims made in the video. I'm not a big fan, but it's being purged from from YouTube. We also saw YouTube get <laughs> rid of a video from doctors talking about their view on the coronavirus. These, these things are going viral. In response to this, people on Facebook have just been sharing links to YouTube videos. And now we're seeing reporters from some of these lefty, you know, venture capital funded blogs complaining that people can share links to videos on Facebook because they can't control the narrative anymore. So first, Facebook says, oh, we're going to ban hate speech. Now, now that that's out of the question and they've basically solidified all these rules over what opinions are acceptable. Now they're complaining that information they don't agree with is being shared you know, what, what, mm-hmm. I don't know what, what future are they planning you know, on, a, a future where only Facebook can post videos, where only the New York Times is allowed to post videos or links. But that's, that's where we're headed. These people are very angry that the mainstream media has lost so much of its power in influencing the narrative, that we can now communicate online has become a serious problem for them. So naturally, when it comes to th- their side protesting and demanding access, well, they get what they want. There's a lot of complicated reasons why these big corporations just bend over backwards to these leftists. But conservatives are always on the, on, on the you know, it, it's, it's the back end. It's unfair, right? I try explaining this to some of my, you know, the conservatives that I know. You've got to, you've, you're walking on eggshells. The left, they get a free pass. They can put out yes. fake news. Rachel Maddow can go on and scream for years about Russia shutting off your electricity. And no one bats an eye. But you get one video from a doctor. Now, let's think about this. Rachel Maddow on her show actually said Russia might shut off the electricity in Fargo and, and, and ran with these insane conspiracies. Chris Hayes had a man on saying Donald Trump may have been a Russian asset since 1987. But two ER doctors coming out and doing a press conference saying, here's what we've seen from our tests and YouTube bans them. That is nightmarishly dystopian. If we can't have doctors coming out and questioning other Tim, doctors. I couldn't agree. I, I, I couldn't uh, I couldn't agree more with you. And I, I have to tell you, I think 
if um, America doesn't start waking up to the things like Facebook, I agree with you on pandemic. I don't like it, but I'll fight to the death for their right to say it and have it be watched. And then let's have a discussion about it. Right. Let's stop be treating, uh, treating us like children. Uh, this is a very dangerous time. Tim pool. Thank you very much. Tim pool. You can find uh, Tim pool at YouTube. Uh, slash Timcast, youtube.com slash Timcast or Timcast.com. This is the Glenn Beck Program. All right, LifeLock. Uh, estimates right now 2,600 coronavirus related cyber attacks happen every day. That's every day. That's 60,000 a month. If we ran down, uh, round down, that's 60,000 a month. You need to make sure that your information is protected. And one of the tools you need in the toolbox is LifeLock. LifeLock. Um, nobody can prevent all cybercrime. Nobody can monitor all transactions. But what, what LifeLock does is they look at all the places that nobody's looking at. Uh, they're looking at your, your information being sold on the dark web. Your information in pieces being sold over here, over here. Because... It's sold and people assemble that information and then they have you. LifeLock is there for you. They will alert you. And what's more, if there is a problem, they have a team to work with you to fix it. It's LifeLock. LifeLock.com. Get 25% off your first year by using the promo code BECK. 1-800-LIFELOCK or head to LifeLock.com. Use the promo code BECK. 25% off. 1-800-LIFELOCK or LifeLock.com. You can watch a lot of Blaze TV on YouTube, actually. If you go to YouTube.com, search for Stu. I'll be the first one there for Stu Does America. Also, Glenn Beck Program and more, all on YouTube. So what's happening to our nation? And does the Bill of Rights mean anything anymore? Wisconsin, uh, the Supreme Court yesterday just said all of these health things are they are unenforceable. Uh, and it go against the Constitution and lead us to tyranny. Well, there is a, uh, a Port of Seattle police officer. His name is Greg Anderson. Uh, I saw a video that he did um, that was on YouTube. It went viral. And he's very calm, rational. He's not accusing anybody. He's just saying, hey, I, I'm seeing these reports from all over the country where people are being arrested for, uh, you know, hair, given haircuts. And I just urge police officers to know that uh, this isn't that's unconstitutional and we have to abide by the Constitution. He was very reasoned and I didn't think it said anything wrong at all. Well, he had permission from uh, his higher ups to make the video and everything was fine until it went viral. And then somebody got pissed off about it. And now he may. He, he may be terminated for it. He's been put on leave uh, and they're deciding what to do about it. Greg Anderson, who has rejected a lot of uh, interviews, has graciously accepted uh, this interview and uh, is speaking out about it. Hi, Greg. How are you? Morning, Glenn. I'm doing well. Thank you. Uh, thank you for I mean, you know, just at the time, I don't think there's any common sense left in the Pacific Northwest. And I see your video. Uh <laughs> So thank you for that. Um, first of all, did you have permission and was everybody cool for you to speak on your own uh, to do this video? No. And, and that was the first point that I was going to clarify listening to your introduction. I wouldn't okay. say that I had permission from the department to do the video. I did the video 100 percent on my own accord 
for reasons that we'll get into. But uh, I didn't. I initially didn't get any pushback from the department. That's what that's okay. what I brought up. The, okay. The following day. Okay. So when you say you did it for reasons of your own, what 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 were those reasons? Well, I can tell you of you know being a military vet and now being in law enforcement. I have friends in law enforcement all over the country, and speaking to everybody that is in my profession. I can assure you that 99.9% of officers feel the exact same way I do. You know, all the stuff we're seeing going on, nobody can believe it. And everybody I talk to says, I would never arrest someone for going into a park. And I would never arrest a surfer. And I would never arrest a lady for cutting somebody's hair. This is, abs- this is asinine. Mm-hmm. Yet we keep seeing it every single day, more and more. And it really started to bother me for several reasons. I mean, the first and foremost reason is we're trampling on people's constitutional rights. And we don't have the authority to do those things to people, regardless of what elected officials say. And the, the other aspect of this that's really troubling to me is maintaining a good relationship with the public is something that's been a struggle for law enforcement for a long time. And in a short amount of time, I saw that relationship greatly strained and the gap, the, the trust between law enforcement and the public, that gap is growing exponentially. And I felt like I needed to say something in an attempt to slow that down. And uh, I I think the proof is in the pudding. It resonated with so many people. So you say that, um, you know, you didn't, you don't want to do this. And most of the officers, you know, don't want to do this, but do they end up doing it anyway? I feel, I mean, and like I said, in my video, I haven't seen it firsthand at my department. I, the Port of Seattle has been a really good department when it comes to any type of enforcement. But I believe in my heart that officers don't want to be doing these things, but they're put in a place where they're higher up, ask them to. And now they're stuck between, okay, am I going to be looking at disciplinary actions or losing my job where I lose my livelihood and the ability to feed my family? Or do I have to just, you know, kind of bend the rules a little bit this one time. And I feel like a lot of officers are getting stuck in that place and they, a lot of people don't have the courage to just draw the line in the sand and say, no, I have an oath to the citizens of this country, and I'm not going to do that. I can't believe, Greg, that we're actually talking about this. This is something that I've war-gamed in my head a million times in the last 20 years on whether or not, you know, we'd have to rely on the sheriffs or the police would turn and... Uh, you know, and, and it's always been a crazy thought. And thank God it's not to the level of, of, you know, why I was thinking about these things. But this is really an important thing. And doesn't it seem crazy that we're here? Well, yeah, it's it's unbelievable. And, you know, and I touched on that on, on my video is that our power is nothing more than a perception. We have a little piece of tin on our on our chest that reflects authority. But once the American people have enough, it's a numbers game. It could be stripped from us in one minute. And that's a really scary thought of having citizen against officer on the streets. And I know some people think that that's just, you know, like a conspiracy theory or that's you're out of thinking out of left field. But I can tell you, as someone that's been deployed to a lot of third world countries that are torn apart by war, people when people get in places where they have they out of desperation, they start to do really nasty things to each other. And if people think that that's an impossibility in America, I don't think they're grounded in reality. 
So what was your message? Because now you have you have two mortgages, you have kids, you can't afford to lose your job. That sends a message to a lot of people. Well, I'm not going to do that. Well, the, the reason that I'm taking such a hard stance on that is because in the video, I implored officers to stand up for what's right, regardless of what it costs you, Re- regardless of what it costs you. You have to put right over your own personal comfort. And I think the, the reason that I'm trying to push that message out there is because if every officer stood up for what they believed, it'd be a non-issue. And the, the people in these political positions that are using us like, like they're, their foot soldiers, they would lose all the power. And so that is why I think it's important to tell people, no matter what is on the line, you stand up for what's right and you stand up for the constitution. And that's why I had to take such a hard line on this when my department said, hey, it's time to pull the video down. It's, it's getting too big. I said, my whole message is about standing behind what you believe. I can't put a message out to millions of people telling them to, to hold strong on their convictions and then as soon as I get a little pushback, you know, rescind my words and say, yeah, I'm sorry. I shouldn't have said that. So would you do it again? Absolutely. You know, regardless of whether it cost me my job or not, the amount of feedback I've got across the country from both officers and citizens about how it just opened their eyes. It caused it started conversations. It made people look inward. You know, I got an email and we're literally getting thousands and thousands of emails. I can't even begin to keep up on them. But I got one yesterday that I did read and it was from a guy who works for NYPD. And he said, Greg, I want to let you know, every officer in our department has watched your video. It made a lot of people do some self-reflection. And I can assure you that your eight minute video changed the culture in NYPD. And I mean, that is the most, it's, it's unbelievable to think that me, sharing my ideas for eight minutes has been able to reach people across the country. But when I'm getting all this feedback from people, I have to believe that I did the right thing. Well, I think you did. And, uh, I appreciate it, Greg. I I think that you were very, very brave. Um, and, uh, there was, there was nothing that you said that our founders wouldn't have approved of. And, it is incumbent about all of us. You said something. I can't remember what it was, but um, you you made me think of the Germans uh, back in World War Two that said, I'm just following orders. And you said, we don't have that here. We, we don't we don't. Yep. We, 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 that's not what we do. Do you remember what you said? Well, no. Yeah, because I have a friend who was in the Ranger Regiment with me. He's a special operations veteran, and he's been stopped two times asking for papers proving he's essential. And I said that that's that's the Gestapo straight out of Nazi Germany. You don't get to stop people and see what they're doing or what their credentials are. As a law enforcement officer, I can stop someone if I observe them committing a crime. It's really simple. You don't get to just randomly target people or go after certain groups because we're told to do that. I think that's a slippery slope. You know, today this is essential, but but what? What might a governor order tomorrow? You know, that's why laws have to go through a long legislative process to become law. And it's not just on a whim of one person, because before you know it, that becomes tyranny. 
Greg, may your voice be heard all over the country by police officers, and may they begin to form their own words and their own spine to stand up and say exactly the same thing. You didn't do it in a time of crisis, and you didn't do it, uh, you know, uh, because you were all upset or anything. You spoke calmly and rationally, and uh, you've made a big impact, and I hope to see more police officers doing the same. Thank you so much, Greg. I appreciate it. God bless. Thank you, Glenn. I appreciate it as well. You bet. Hey, let, as one guy from Seattle to another, you need anything? I'm sh- I bet we're hiring down here uh, for police officers. If it gets crazy up there, come to Texas. Awesome. All right. Somewhere in America, within the sound of my voice, there's a man slow dancing with his best gal under the shifting starlight of an old-fashioned honky-tonks disco ball. Some soft air on the fiddle grazes his ears in the misty makeshift ballroom, and it's good to have her head resting on his shoulder like in the good old days. He smiles because it took him a long time to understand that youth is wasted on the young. That's okay. He strides in the room with her, and his stride is comfortable and stylish, well set in a pair of Tacovis boots because he just doesn't think about the cowboy way of life. He just lives it. Tacovis, they don't think about the cowboy way. They don't think about integrity. They just do it. They're handmade from the finest leathers known to man. They're made with integrity. It takes 200 steps to make a pair of Tacovis boots. Handmade. None of those steps are performed by a machine. They're half the price of a boot of similar quality because two entrepreneurs here in America said, why can't we make boots the right way and sell them for a lot less than a boot of similar quality? Well, they, they cut the price in about half. They found the right way to do it. It's the cowboy way. Find your pair of Tecovis now at tecovas.com slash Beck. T-E-C-O-V-A-S dot com slash Beck. Tecovis. Western goods for your frontiers. You're listening to Glenn Beck. Next hour is a very important hour of uh, broadcast. Um, it is information that you are expected just to find on your own and to do your own research. We've put it all together for you, and it's Obamagate. Uh, it's a special that we did last night, uh, and I urge you to watch that special on Blaze TV uh, or just listen next hour. Go to glenbeck.com. All of the, uh, the original documents are there, but I'm going to piece it together for you uh, here in just a few minutes. And it's critical, critical for the, the health of the republic that you make this information your own. You can't just listen to me. You have to read the documents. You have to know this because uh, this is going to be uh, a battle for the soul of the republic. If, if this is not corrected... I don't believe that we survive as a republic, as a free people. Uh, and I know that sounds pretty uh, horrible, but it's true. Uh, this is much worse than what was going on uh, in Ukraine. Same kind of stuff, same exact people. And uh, we now have it dead to rights, dead to rights. And we'll go over some of that here in a second. I, if you are a police officer, I would urge you to download the book or get the book um, immediately called Ordinary Men. Stu, who wrote that? Do you remember? 
uh, Ordinary Men was written after World War II, and it was a study about how the Nazis took the strongest, best, non-anti-Semitic police force in Poland and turned them into the Nazis' most vicious killers. And it is it's an amazing piece of research. And they had a very hard time getting the research back in the 50s because these guys just didn't want to talk about it. Um, but they they found the patterns on how you turn a good man bad. And it's so easy to do in a police force if you don't know what's being done to you. Who wrote it, Stu? Uh, Christopher Browning. Okay. This is, you know, when I say this, it sounds like it's a boring book, but it's not. It was an academic study um, done to make sure we never repeat these mistakes. Every police officer in America should read this book right now. Every police officer, every sheriff's uh, deputy, everybody in the fight, anyone, anyone in law enforcement should be reading this book right now. If you want to do something nice for your police department, uh, go buy a co- several copies of this book and give it to your police uh, department. Uh, buy a copy, read it yourself, keep it in your car, and if you ever stop by a cop, give it to them. Uh, wait. No, no, don't do that. That's terrible advice. Out of context, you're just going to be handed a book about how police officers are are just murdering citizens all over the world. That's not something that they're going to be like, oh, well, now you don't get the speeding ticket. Don't worry. Right. No, it's probably the worst idea is to give it to them while they're giving you a ticket. Mm -hmm. But but by going to a police officer that you know or going to your local police officers and just say, hey, guys. I mean, I know you guys don't need any of this, but I'm really concerned what I'm seeing around the rest of the country. And uh, I don't know if you've ever read this, but in Poland, the police officers, there's a group of really good guys. And the way they were manipulated turned them into really bad guys. And this was written so it never happens again. And it's probably worth a read, probably not for you, but for others that are cops uh, you know, pass it on. Yeah, I think like, you can do that. You can do that with someone you yeah. know. I think. I don't know. Yeah, I think it probably comes best from the police officers in this audience who know how important this would be. Giving it to other police officers, I think, coming from some random that person you just great. pulled over because their taillight is out, would be would be yeah. relatively. You might want to, <laughs> or you could just you could just drop ship from Amazon ten copies yeah. to your local police department <laughs> without a return address. Right, there you go. Everyone, every police officer, every law enforcement official, and I think every American should read that book. It's called uh, Ordinary Men, right? Yep, Ordinary Men. Ordinary Men. Christopher R. Browning. Uh, Yeah, and it's not a real expensive book because it's been out since the 1950s. It's bone chilling on how it happened and how they turned great people into monsters. We now know what Adam Schiff knew, what he had, and it's why he couldn't present anything to the Senate. There wasn't anything. We now have many of the secret testimonies of the people who are on television and in high-ranking positions saying, oh, no, we've got something. They, under oath with Adam Schiff, said, we don't have anything. We got nothing. Nothing. Why are we just getting this now? Well, it's the Obama clan. 
Obama Obamagate is real. And if you don't think it is, you don't think this matters, give me 20 minutes. I think I can change your mind quite easily. Give me 40 minutes and I will show you why this makes all the difference in the world and we don't survive if people don't go to jail. We begin in one minute. This is the Glenn Beck Program. All right. Dr. Doom and Gloom is here, and I'm going to write a prescription for some happiness. Uh, I am a doctor, you know. The housing market is actually showing some signs that it could stabilize somewhat. We, we, we may even have Democrats and their policies largely to thank for it. Uh, how's that for a bu- ice water bucket to the face? Um, uh, people are moving to warmer states right now. You can probably attribute that to a lot of things, including coronavirus. Uh, But, you know, large cities up north have become so draconian that people are like, I got to get away from these Democratic policies. Uh, They're starting to go to safer and freer areas. Uh, I don't know if you heard California, uh, Los Angeles locked down till August. In fact, the uh, mayor of Los Angeles said we're never going to open fully up until there is a cure. Well, there may never be a cure. Congratulations on that one. Anyway, this is stimulating the housing market. And if you're thinking of buying or selling, it can't hurt to check out and try to find for the best real estate agent you can find in your area. Just go to Real Estate Agents I Trust. This is my company. We work with some of the best agents around the country. They're going to get your home sold on time and for top dollar. They are committed to doing right by you. Realestateagentsitrust.com. It's a free service, and the name kind of says it all. Realestateagentsitrust.com. All right. A reporter asked President Trump uh, just the other day, what is Obamagate? You keep saying Obamagate. And he said, well, you're going to find out really soon. Well, we did find out really soon. Uh, And in fact, we found out more yesterday. I just did a special on this last night. I urge you to watch it. It's available at blazetv.com slash Beck. Tomorrow, the uh, the discount of $30 is over, uh, and they're going back to regular pricing. So please join us now. Uh, and by the way, if you find any of this information useful, it's you that help pay for all the researchers behind it. Um, we have an, an enormous staff, uh, and most radio shows don't. We have an, an enormous staff that does research for us because we really try to get it right and bring the perspective of all of the pieces together. So I went into the office for the first time to do a show uh, from our studios uh, for the last couple of months, and uh, I needed the chalkboard to be able to tell the story. You need to understand a couple of things. I'm just going to give you the I'm going to give you the raw facts here uh, and not tell you the the entire story. But this is about uh, General Flynn and what was done to him. And the reason why this is so important, you're going to hear people talking about unmasking and uh, revealing names, et cetera, et cetera. And it's no big deal. It happens all the time. Not true. It does happen all the time. Uh, But the number of times that you request uh, uh, for instance, Samantha Power asked for this to be unmasked seven times. You have to have a really good reason to unmask a name. The question that should be asked is, why are you so interested in this? What, what, why, why seven times did you ask? Um, and 
when you when you are unmasking, you're supposed to give a justification. Was that followed by our uh, intelligence departments? If not, why? This is a very serious violation. It's not a violation to ask for unmasking. You have to have a very good reason to do it. And if that information went to anyone beyond you, it's a felony. All right. So let me start here. The goal of the investigation on uh, on Flynn was to determine whether the captioned uh, subject and this they're calling him, I think, uh, is it Crossfire Hurricane? I think this is what they call him. Uh, that's Vince. Uh, that's uh, not Vince Flynn, but uh, General Flynn. Um, this caption subject associated with the Trump team. We, we need to find out if it's if he's being directed or controlled by and or coordinating activities with the Russian Federation in a matter which may be a threat to the national security or possible violation of the Foreign Agents Registration Act. So is he getting paid by Russia to consult them? Uh, and is he does he have relationships here? And the one thing that they had as evidence is that he gave a speech uh, for a, a Russian government backed organization. Uh, they paid him forty thousand dollars to fly over and give a speech at this dinner. Well, it happened at exactly the same time that the Russians paid five hundred thousand dollars to Bill Clinton uh, for giving the same kind of speech for a KG or not a KGB, but a, uh, a Russian backed bank. So they both did exactly the same thing at exactly the same time. Uh, one was working or then later was working for Donald Trump. Uh, but, uh, the other one was currently married to the other person that we knew at the time he gave the speech, who was going to be around the candidate a lot. But they never did anything about Donald Trump, but they did about Flynn. And the only reason why is because of that meeting. At least that's what the FBI was told. So now they dismissed this early on. This came the 4th uh, of January 2017. So Obama is still in office and we're, we're hearing about Russian collusion and Russian collusion was circling all about General Flynn. Oh, he's in trouble. He's in trouble. Sources tell us he's in trouble. Well, here's you'd have to ask who those sources were and why they were spreading rumors, because this is what the FBI. This is the exact document. Uh, the uh, crossfire uh, crossfire stated uh, that a somebody uh, I think it is. Yeah, uh, they have stated that somebody surprised everyone because it's redacted and got into General Flynn's cab. It says CR, that's Crossfire Razor, his code name, uh, got into CR's cab and joined him on the train ride to blank city. The CHS stated that he, she, because nobody's supposed to know who Crossfire Razor is, was somewhat suspicious of blank as blank has been affiliated with several prominent members of blank. The CHS believes that blank's father may be a Russian oligarch living in blank. The CHS could not provide further information on CR and that trip. The CH investigative team checked blank's name through available FBI databases for any derogatory information with negative results. 
a formal blank was submitted to blank for any derogatory information. Now, I just want you to understand what I'm reading right now is how many databases they have on average citizens. They're saying here we checked all of these databases, but they're redacting all of the names of these databases. So these are all databases the government has on all of us that they don't want anybody to know that they have on us. So we uh, the investigative team checked the name through the FBI database for any information with negative results. A formal request of some sort was submitted to somebody for any derogatory information in their database. They reported no derogatory information in its holdings. Something kind of analysis was conducted on known CR Crossfire Razor General Flynn's travel. This analysis utilized records from something else we're not supposed to know about, as well as something else and something else that we're not supposed to know about that holds our records. In addition to historic travel and analysis, the FBI initiated surveillance on a certain Russian suspect, two lines are redacted, to determine if there was contact between him and Crossfire Razor, a.k.a. General Flynn. No contact between the two individuals was reserved or was observed by surveillance teams covering the event. In addition to this reporting, and then a whole paragraph is removed. So following the comp- uh, compilation of the above information, The team determines that Crossfire Razor, General Flynn, is no longer a viable candidate as part of the larger Crossfire Hurricane umbrella case. A review of logical XYZ databases did not yield any information on which to predicate further investigative efforts. While a CHS provided some information on CR's interaction with so-and-so, the absence of any derogatory information on something limited the investigation's value of information the writer notes that since crossfire razor was not specifically named as an agent of a foreign power that this case should be closed that came out january 4th so that shuts that case entirely on january 5th the next day obama calls into his office susan rice john brennan uh, let me see if I can get them. Uh, J- uh, James Comey and Sally Yates. And uh, he says to them, uh, I've heard that this FBI, you guys are thinking about closing this case. Don't close this case. What else can we find on him? And Comey, according to documents, Comey is apparently the guy who said, I don't know. What about the Logan Act? The Logan Act is something that says for the colonial wig days that Glenn Beck can't dress up and put a wig on and go to France and say to the president of France, "Uh, I uh, represent the United States of America. And Mr. Frenchman, I can make all the deals on French fries and then on behalf of the American people that that would be illegal and I would go to jail. Okay. Those in the days when you didn't have telephones, you didn't have, you know, uh, uh, television, you had no way to communicate to find out if this person representing the United States government was real. Now, this is no one's ever been prosecuted. It was from like 1799, never been prosecuted with this. Um, in fact, John Kerry has and we have stories from the Wall Street, uh, Wall Street Journal, from the New York Times, where Kerry is going and he is I think representing the United States government with Iran 
and and talking to them about doing deals. He's not the State Department. He's not a senator. What is he doing? Well, we don't charge him with the Logan Act. Why are you charging Flynn? And on what? Well, this one thing, uh, he was talking to ambassadors during the time of transition. Now, he was going to be the director of intelligence, okay? That's a really big job. And he needs to know all of the ambassadors all over the country. And he needs to be plugged in because in three weeks, he's going to be the guy that has to inform the president, the new president, what our policies are and what the foreign leaders are saying, et cetera, et cetera. This happens all the time in every transition. The new guys talk to the ambassadors, okay? Happens all the time. Now, everyone in his position knows that those calls are all monitored because you never know who a spy is. So we monitor every, you know, the Russian ambassador and the English ambassador and all of the ambassadors. When they're reaching out to a, an American official, we monitor those calls and tape them. And Flynn knew this. He knew this. So he's on the conversation with this Russian ambassador. And the Russian ambassador apparently said, you know, Obama just kicked 34 of uh, the Russian uh, embassy people out of the country. Do you remember this? It was right during the transition of the Trump team. And Obama was making a big stink. I don't even remember what it was about. Um, and I remember, I think, feeling that it was justified. But it was getting kind of scary. It was the biggest expulsion of diplomats i think in modern history maybe in all history uh and we kicked like 34 of them out well the russian ambassador is talking to flynn and he says what what is this all about what what i mean you know we are really pissed off and we're thinking about doing this now this is speculation we don't know i don't know why we don't have the transcript of this Actually, I do, uh, but no good reason. Um, he said, what do we do? We're thinking about retaliating. And the speculation is, is that he said, should we do it? And he's and Flynn speculation is said, you know, there's a new guy coming in. Just don't get involved in tit for tat. Just don't escalate anything. Well, that doesn't sound like bad advice. Uh, I would say that to North Korea. I'd say that to China. New guy coming in. Let's start fresh. Don't escalate. Okay. We, of course, would do that. That's laudable to do that. Flynn said, I, I, I'm not sure. I don't have a transcript. It was one phone call out of many. I might have said something like that, but I don't think I said don't do anything, but I don't remember. That's what they nailed him on. That's what they nailed him and said, that's the lie. Well, first of all, I think it's reasonable for him to say that if he did say that. He said the, the entire time, I don't recall exactly. Uh, there is nothing wrong with him having this conversation. That's the exact kind of conversation he had. The FBI had already cleared him. He has no ties. He has no fi financial interest, in interest. He's not a spy or an operative. He's doing nothing wrong. He's doing his job. By the way, they didn't charge him with Logan Act. What they did is they put the screws to him on his son. And because he didn't want his son destroyed, 
he said, okay, fine, fine. Okay. They didn't even, they didn't even prosecute him on that because you can't with the Logan act. They use that as a tool to get him. Now, this is way beyond anything that any of us would want to happen to us way beyond. By the way, I'm going to give I'm going to take a break and then I'm going to come back and I'm going to tell you why Obamagate even exists. Why? Is, why are you saying Obama? Why is this a problem? What is Obamagate? Asked the what was it? The New York Times or Washington Post? One of those clowns. What is Obamagate? I will tell you what it is and why it is critical that people go to jail in one minute. Glenn Beck. All right. Uh, you, you want the best lawnmower? You want, let me ask you this. Do you want to spend more time or less time mowing the lawn? Uh, do you want it easier or uh, harder? Okay. Do you want to pay uh, for a new lawnmower and then five, six, seven, ten years down the road buy a new lawnmower again because that one doesn't work anymore? Good. I think I know the answers to all of those. Here's what I want you to do. I want you to check out all the lawnmowers, and then I want you to go and check out a Hustler lawnmower from Hustler Turf. Go to HustlerTurf.com. They have 1,400 dealers all across the country. You'll find out all about it online. It is an incredible lawnmower. These are the people that did that invented the zero turn and did all of the tech on this back in the 60s. It cuts your mowing time in half, in half. So, I mean, unless you like, you know, pushing that mower around for a long time, God bless you, or even a riding lawnmower. This is a zero turn. Find out all about it. Find out why Hustler is the best at it. They pioneered this, and they've been making commercial lawnmowers forever. They just started a couple of years ago going into the home market. It's all the professional technology. It's all the, I mean, they are fantastic. It'll be the last lawnmower you buy, and it will cut the time that you spend in the yard on your lawnmower in half. HustlerTurf.com. Click on the radio button and enter the uh, code back. It's HustlerTurf.com, code back. Let's pause for 10 seconds, station ID. All right. So the FBI had nothing. Did anybody else have anything? Did did Comey, did 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 uh, Brennan, did anyone have anything on these guys? Well, let's take a look at what they at what they said they actually had. Because somebody had to have something, right? Did anybody have anything on anyone? The answer to that is no, they did not. They didn't have anything on anyone. And in a minute, I'll give you their exact words in the testimony. But everyone in that office on the 5th of January 2017 knew they had nothing. They had nothing. And Obama knew they had nothing. And Obama then instructed the FBI and the Justice Department to not drop the case. Can we find something? And Comey says, how about the Logan Act? Then they go in for the Logan Act. They start working with General Flynn's attorneys and set it up so 
he thinks that there that he's cleared. And, you know, we just want to ask you one more, you know, one, just a couple more questions. No big deal. But the Obama administration is now plotting to trap him. Okay. The Washington Post, the day before, releases his story. He's out of the woods. It's not a problem. Really? Because the very next day, an FBI agent writes in his handwritten notes, I'm not sure what we're doing here. Are we just trying to get this guy fired? Or are we trying to find the truth? Why is that Obamagate? In one minute. This is the Glenn Beck Program. Okay, Rectech Grills. Oh, the best. The best, the best, the best. It is, I'm making incredible burgers, uh, salmon, mmm. Uh, steak and and ribs that have been roasted uh, is just and if I occasionally break a sweat, uh, it's complete. It's completely my fault. Uh, there is nothing to this grill but ease. A Rectech grill was designed by grillers for grillers and built by grillers for grillers. Um, it's an American company and uh, they have made it like a tank that thing is just not going to ever take real abuse and fall apart on you it's just a great grill high tech you set it almost like an oven it does all the smoking for you you can do the grilling on it it's the best register to get a chance to win one the one i have just like mine at rectechgrills.com slash beck rectechgrills.com slash beck you can get access to blazetv.com. Again, go to blazetv.com slash Glenn. Use the promo code Glenn. Get 30 bucks off until tomorrow. Okay, in the last half hour, I have given you a couple of things. I have given you what they had on General Flynn according to the own, their own FBI documents. They had zero nothing the case was going to be closed and they informed the president at the white house on president obama on january uh 4th 2017 so before the transition of power on january 15th the president called a meeting in that meeting uh according to records and now testimony uh rice was in there uh uh, FBI Director Comey, uh, Attorney General, the Deputy Attorney General Sally Yates, Brennan, Clapper, Biden, and Obama. They're all in this meeting, and they're all called in to discuss General Flynn. And he says, we got a deal from the FBI. I mean, Comey, what are you thinking? You're, you're closing this case? Well, that we don't have any evidence. We did all the investigation. We have nothing. There's got to be some way that we can get him, basically, is what they're saying. Comey comes up with this idea of the Logan Act. They're all in on it. Now, what do they have on him? What do they have on Trump? Let me give you the testimony from all of the people that were involved. Now, this is the now remember Schiff said we have all kinds of testimony behind secret doors. You would not believe what we have. Well, it had to be great. So let's look at what they actually had. Uh, if you look at uh, Susan Rice, she had to have something, right? 
or or Ben Rhodes. Ben Rhodes was the guy who was uh, actually the guy we think was taking the names and leaking to the press. And they were unmasking these names. And here's an example. Susan Rice, we now know, um, unmasked some names, not General Flynn in this particular case. She unmasked the names of Steve Bannon, Jared Kushner, and Michael Flynn uh, when they met at the UAE uh, with officials in the UAE in 2016. And she unmasked them. Then somebody went to the press with those names. Might have been Ben Rhodes. Uh, somebody went to the press with those names, and this was the story. They were trying to set up a super secret back channel with Russia. But here's what the documents actually proved after the investigation. They were about ascertaining the Trump's, Trump's team's view of the region and sharing the UAE's view of the region and what the U.S. role should be. No one was coming in to sell anything or arrange anything. That's according to the people that were in the meeting. That Okay, so that's what the UAE says. That's what everybody in the meeting says. Nobody was coming. So she unmasked this investigation and said there's something going on at the UAE. Then somebody leaked that to the press with the spin of it was to set up Russia, and the media ran with it and smeared. So... What did they know? Well, Rhodes, according to several lawmakers, is the guy who was spinning all of this. But the entire cabinet was involved in this. The entire cabinet. When they went and they asked Adam Schiff, you know, uh, or Adam Schiff was asking the questions in the secret, secret room. We now have some of the uh, formerly... Uh, secret transcripts from that. When they asked James Clapper, now declassified, what did you know and what do you know about any Russian collusion? James Clapper, quote, I never saw any direct imperial evidence that Trump or the campaign or someone in it was plotting or conspiring with the Russians to meddle with the election. Uh, that's that's Clapper. How many times have you seen Clapper on TV saying about the Russian election and how Trump was screwing around with the Russian election? This is his sworn testimony where he can go to jail if he lies. OK, uh, how about the the two serial unmaskers? Uh, Samantha Power. Uh, let's see. What did she say? I am not in possession of anything. What do you know about Russian collusion? I am not in possession of anything. I am not in possession and did not read or absorb any information that came out of the intelligence community. So she didn't have any evidence at all. How about Susan Rice? Quote, to the best of my recollection, there wasn't anything smoking. There were some things that gave me pause. I don't recall intelligence that I would consider evidence to that effect of what I saw. Conspiracy prior uh, 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 effect that I saw a conspiracy prior to my departure. I don't recall any intelligence or evidence to that. Ben Rhodes, maybe he knew something. 
I wouldn't have received any information on any criminal or counterintelligence investigation into what the Trump campaign was doing. So I would not have seen any of that information. I saw indications of potential coordination, but I did not see, you know, the specific evidence of the actions of the Trump campaign. So he says, I don't even have access to that, you know, but I saw some uh, I, I, I did see some indications of potential coordination. But all of the people above him knew there was nothing there was nothing. So none of them had anything. Schiff had nothing. They had nothing, and we knew this in January of 2017. But that's when Obama meets with all of them. And then he says, uh, we got to find something. And they come up with a different way. And he tells the FBI and the Justice Department, I wouldn't close this case. Now, was that advice? Was that a directive? Who knows? But let me ask you this. If Donald Trump had a case open on somebody, the FBI, and they came back and they said, there's nothing. We've done all of it. We've run through all of these searches. We've, we've investigated to the best of our ability. There's nothing. If Donald Trump would say, go find something on him, there's got to be some way. You're not closing this case, are you? And then they kept the case open and they found some way to find something up, a trumped up charge that they never actually charged him with. Wouldn't you say that that was abuse of power? And why did Susan Rice write again? She writes this letter as she's walking out of the White House. She writes, President Obama began the conversation by stressing his continued commitment to ensuring that every aspect of this issue is handled by intelligence and law enforcement communities by the book. The president stressed that he's not asking about initiating or instructing anything from a law enforcement perspective. He reiterated that our law enforcement team needs to proceed as it normally would by the book. The problem is on January 4th, the law enforcement agency said we have to close this case there's nothing to it then a meeting happens in the white house that is documented where they talk about can we do something how about the logan act and they keep the case open which one is it which one is it i want to play something from 1975 i played it earlier today but it is a warning from the past this is Senator Church. The Church Commission happened in 1975 because our intelligence operatives were out of control. There was no oversight. The intelligence community didn't exist or a committee didn't exist at the time. And Hoover and uh, the CIA, they were starting to gather intelligence on Americans, keeping that secret, then using it as leverage, smearing people, releasing. And he warned at the time, we have to have this hearing right now. We have to set up some sort of oversight committee because what we have, the technology that we have, 1975 technology can turn us into a dictatorship or fascism quickly. Listen to his warning. There would be no place to hide if this government ever became a tyranny, if a dictator ever took charge in this country. 
the technological capacity that the intelligence community has given the government could enable it to impose total tyranny. And there would be no way to fight back because the most careful effort to combine together in resistance to the government, no matter how privately it was done, is within the reach of the government to know. Such is the stop, capability. Stop. Stop right there. Pause it. Stop that. Think of that. The ability, no matter how careful you were, to gather together to talk about resistance to the government could not happen in 1975. Because the government had technology, it could eavesdrop and connect anyone. And you couldn't fight back. Meaning, the government would have so much information on everyone that they could smear you. They didn't need anything. They could destroy you. They didn't have anything on Donald Trump and Russia. And they knew it before he took office. Yet, this government conspired to take him down and to smear him and look at what has happened look at the money we have spent look at the way we have divided ourselves and it was all based on lies and lies inside of our intelligence community our justice department our fbi and the state department these are bureaucrats that didn't want anyone challenging their power. Exactly what church was talking about. Now, we've been living under this, this idea that we are free. We are not free. We are not safe from our own government. If they continue to use power like this, if the man who had the presidency can set this up knowingly, set this up with all of the biggest people in his cabinet and meet conspire and have the documented proof come out and then manipulate or use the media or have them as a co-conspirator i have no idea at this point but use the media to destroy people to make sure that they retained power and the things that they wanted to happen continued to happen and the duly elected president of the United States would lose his power so he could not do what the citizens voted for. You don't have a representative republic and you don't have freedom anymore. If those people are not arrested, if there isn't a full investigation Gang, if they will do this to the most powerful man and get away with it, do you think you have a chance against them? Too many Americans are afraid to open up their business today. Do you think you could actually stand against tyranny if you don't root this out right now? You call your senators, you call your congressmen, you call the White House, and you make sure this is followed all the way to the end. And the people responsible are go to jail. That you follow what the, what the Director of National Intelligence has been releasing. You follow that and the Justice Department and let the chips fall where they may. If it takes down some of the guys you think are good, tough luck. If it takes down people you don't like, Oh, well, let the chips fall where they may. Truth, justice, and the American way all have.
hang in the balance today. All right, let me tell you about Relief Factor. If you're somebody who is in constant pain or recurring pain and you feel like there's no way out, there is a way out. Um, For the longest time, for two years now, I've been taking Relief Factor, and I've met so many people across the country who have been taking it as well, and they have found the relief they have been praying for, begging for at night. I know what it's like when you open up your eyes in the morning and you're in pain and you think, I can't do it another day, and you have your whole day in front of you. And then you just can't wait to go to bed to make the pain stop. And then you wake up and it's there and you're like, I can't do it another day. I know what that's like. Please get your life back. Try Relief Factor. Just try their three-week quick start. If it doesn't work, stop using it. 70% of the people who try it, they go on to order more month after month. It works. ReliefFactor.com. See if it works for you. 800-500-8384. 800-500-8384. ReliefFactor.com. This is the Glenn Beck program. We're we're glad you're here. Um, you know, I, I'm I'm hoping that FBI officials will start to stand up, that FBI agents will begin to stand up uh, and say this is this is beyond the pale. Uh, the problem is, is that I think this has just become standard procedure in so many ways. They just use information and they just corner people and. It's against the Constitution. And if we don't have it, you know, I was thinking about this. I said a few minutes ago, um, uh, truth, justice in the American way. The American way was the first one to be destroyed. There is no American way. The American way is wrong. It's bad. It's racist, etc. Gone. Justice. Gone. There is no justice. When, when somebody isn't prosecuted because they have connections uh, or they're in the popular uh, set, or uh, they're just outed as being something bad, and then they're a pariah forever, and there is no forgiveness. There is no justice. There's no justice. So that one's gone. Truth? <laughs> where, where do you go to find truth? And I, I'm not talking spiritually. I know where you get that truth. Where, 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 who do you trust? Who's speaking truth? Who's, who's, who do you rely on with your news to actually shoot straight with you and and has a pretty good record of getting it right and will tell you up front when it's wrong. I don't know. You remember what Chuck Todd uh, did yesterday? We're going to get into this. Uh, Chuck Todd, uh, what, yesterday, the day before, he had to apologize because CBS took something out of context. <laughs> well, if you listen to the, uh, the Daily from the New York Times... They're not going to be apologizing for what they did. They did exactly the same thing. Took it out of context and smeared people. Smeared people. We'll we'll start there tomorrow. Truth, justice, and the American way. Pick one. Live to restore it in your lifetime. This is the Glenn Beck Program.